And like I said, all I could think about is that I know at Gospel Temple, God has been preparing us for this. Amen? Amen. There, there's many out there that don't understand when things like that happen. They want to do this number right here. But God has been preparing us. Amen? For his goodness. Uh, you know, when I first, actually, I, I was with believers Wednesday when I first heard the news about the shooting, you know, and it was, you know, disturbing, the stuff that happens. I've, I've lived in Florence for some time now, and I know this is the first time I've, I've heard of such things or experienced it here. Amen? Uh, but yet still in all of this, I understand who God is. And then uh, this weekend, I was at a conference, actually a, a dynamic prayer conference in Atlanta. Well, just outside of Atlanta, you know, just having a good time, you know. Uh, I was supposed to be traveling back tomorrow. And then I received, uh, I received uh, first pastor text me earlier. And then, uh, you know, immediately I was driving, actually going. I had left the conference to grab a bite, and I was heading back, you know, when he texted, and I'm driving, and I was like, What? Hallelujah. I texted him back immediately. So I pulled in the parking lot, you know, and I started praying. And then I said, in a few minutes, if you don't mind, I'll call you and we'll pray together. So I got back, you know, I called in, me, my wife and him, and we got on the phone with Miss Becky. And I'm telling you something, folks. When the Bible says we're two or three are gathered together, if the enemy is trying to tell you we've got an old weak shaken pastor, no. I mean, we went to the throne of God, believers. Amen? We went to the throne of God. Hallelujah. And I mean, Pastor, we linked up and we went straight into the throne room of heaven. Amen? So I'm here to tell you this morning that God isn't about to heal him, that God isn't getting ready to. I'm telling you, the work is done. Amen? I mean, it is done. Now, I thought to myself how ironic it is. I've been teaching about faith for the past two Sundays and fear. And here the enemy comes right in and tries to put fear in our lives. But I don't care how many times what happened, code red, blue, green, or orange. I'm here to let you know when it's all done, God is going to be glorified and pastor is completely healed. Amen. Come on and give God praise. Praise him. Hallelujah. 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 So we're seeking God and what to share with this people because it's important that you understand. I'm not here uh, uh, for any other reason, but God told me to encourage and to remind his children who he is and who we are. Amen. Because this is just another fear tactic of the enemy. Just another one of his, but guess what? We are prepared, aren't we? <laughs> we are ready for him, aren't we? Amen? And that is the way God is calling us to live our lives every day. Why? Because the devil is going to be the devil. Amen? We are not concerned about him. We stand on God's word. Amen? And I am telling you, I am just excited. You know, I drove all the way back here. I told my wife, you know, okay, we're going to travel back, of course. And as I was riding all along here, I just began to pray and began to pray and began to pray and began to pray. Amen? 
because I got to a point now, as I heard different news and different ones call and give me the update, yes, as a human being, sometimes uh, fear begins to creep in and, and, and remorse and all these kind of things. No, God, why? Oh, Father, no, not bad, no. But then the Spirit of God comes up beside and says, all right, this is not what we do. We don't do this, all right? You don't see a lion out in the desert or, 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 or in, in the, you know, the jungle out there just cowering. Oh, I'm a lion. <laughs> Could I eat at least one wildebeest? I see them out. No. He is a lion. And the Holy Spirit said, I need you. All that stuff you've been preaching about, all the stuff pastors have been preaching about, guess what? Here is time for you to practice what you preach. Come on. Here is time, Gospel Temple, for us as a body to stand united against the enemy and say, devil, we're not backing down. You think that's going to, you think you're about to scare us with that? No. We stand on the word of God. Miss Linda said something that was so powerful. She said, the devil, ooh, he just don't know what he did. And I'm agreeing with you. He just don't know. <laughs> but guess what? He's about to find out. Come on. Amen. Because I know pastors coming out of this, so oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's nothing like having your own powerful testimony. Amen? Now, I just want to admonish you as I get into the Word. There's several things the enemy is going to try to do, Right? One of those, remember we talk about the biggest part, one of the biggest part of a Christian life is also continuing to speak God's word. Amen? We've got to continue to do that. Now, I'm going to get into that some more because there's some things, even as you're fighting, there's things we have to do to fight successfully. And I was trusting God, I was, Father, what should I share? What, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to tell your people? What? We need to hear because I had to tell him something, Father, even though you might be speaking through me, I want you to speak to me also. Amen. I'm right. We're in this together. I'm like, God, we need to hear from you. It's not like God, what they need. God, what we all need to hear. I, I need to know. I need you. And I began, I got up early this morning and I began once again conversing with God. Say, God, I, there's one of those moments where I need you. I need to know. That everything you've spoken through me is for real. I, I need to feel you right now. And I woke up and this song started playing in my mind. This is how I fight my battles. And the Spirit of God said, I want you to talk about this. Today's topic is we fight to win. And I'm sorry if I get teared up sometimes. It's not because I'm sad, but it's because sometimes when the presence of God comes in me, I can't contain myself. And the Spirit reminded me, I don't call you just to fight. This is not WWA. You're not fighting for entertainment. Christians, we fight for one reason and one reason only, to win. And the Spirit of God told me, says, if you think, you're just fighting to look good, then you're in the wrong line of business here. Because everybody in my army, I employ only people that want to win. And he says, Gospel Temple, I have called you to be a church that wins. Amen? Hallelujah. 
So I'm going to be brief this morning. We fight to win. I want to look at two scriptures which we've looked at many times. I've quoted it. I'm just going to go through it quickly. But I want you to write this stuff down so that you could rehash it. Amen? Because remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? It is important. We need to understand faith building is just like anything else. There's a message I'm working on that I'm going to preach to you. Having to do with adversity comes in our lives. And I'm going to show you how powerful it is that for every single thing that God allows to come into our lives, it is for this, uh, 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 I know it's purpose, but it is for the direct purpose to make you stronger and for you to overcome. Amen? No other reason. God does not allow us to go through things just to say we went through things. Amen? And that is the mindset you've got to have every single situation you find yourself in. Why? Because the devil wants to tell you when you're in something, he, the last thing he puts on your mind is winning. When you're in, somehow you wake up and you find yourself center front in the boxing ring, he wants to tell you all this, well, check out how big this devil is. Look how he's coming. Oh, he's killed and fighting this way. And all the enemy wants you to do is to remember, look, I only put you in this ring for one reason. I didn't bring you here to analyze the devil. I didn't bring you here to glorify the devil. That's why we're not giving any, you know, oh, the devil's been busy. No, I don't care about him. But he says, if you find yourself in the spotlight of the ring, it is for one reason alone is that when that finishing bell rings, you're going to be standing there with me victoriously. Amen? Amen? Victoriously. Now, Isaiah 53, 5, a very scripture that we all know, right? I've quoted it many times before, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed, Right? We've quoted that before. The next one is in our 1 Peter 2.24. Now that one says we were. This one says who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Well, actually in this translation, the other one says we are healed. Okay. This one actually, and I don't know what translation it says, we are healed. So we see here, and why I'm, 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 this is foundational. We need to understand this. Right? We've talked about this, right? Have we not? We've looked at this before. So the first thing, in the midst of all of this, even as I heard the news, as I prayed with Pastor, as, you know, information kept coming in, the Holy Spirit kept reminding me. Now, you talked about we were healed. And he says, now... I, I know what you're feeling on the inside because, you know, when you first get the news, you feel that little rock right there. It's like, oh. But then he began to remind me. He says, now, if Pastor Tim was already and is already healed, then what is that the enemy's trying to put inside of you right there? Come on. Come on. 
You see, we've got to be able... Listen, I want to give you tools that every single challenge you face, that you've got to be able to speak yourself and talk yourself right through it. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen? Sometimes the world thinks as Christian, we walk around, it's all about feeling. Oh, hallelujah, bless the Lord, I feel... The world tries to tell us we're not supposed to be Christians and people of an intellect that understand the Word of God and can defend it intellectually. Because God has not called us to a walk of feelings. He says we walk by faith. Amen? So then I begin to reason. The Holy Spirit began talking to me. He says, now, do you believe that? I said, yes, I believe it. He says, now, I want you from this point on, now you and Pastor Tim already went to the throne of God. I mean, we, we, we spoke healing. We begin, you know, and I'm telling you. Now, he says from the time you did that, he went from a is to a were. Even though he may be feeling pain, he is now officially healed. Amen. And he says, now, I want you to begin acting just like that. Every time you feel the trace of it. Now, folks, I'm saying this to all of us. Because this is going to be one of the enemy's strategies, but we've got to do this unitedly, right? Because there is strength in numbers, folks. Every single time. I don't care. You may be in the grocery store and the thought enter your mind. You begin to stand. No, no, pastor is healed. Amen. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, he is healed. And then at a conference, I heard a pastor said something. He said, sometimes healing, we ask for a healing, and sometimes we may get a miracle. And you may be thinking, well, is a healing a miracle? Now watch this. To be healed is a process. A miracle is instantaneous. The Holy Spirit began to tell me, look, I know you guys are praying for healing, but I want you to begin to say, pastor is not only healed, but he is whole. Hold. Amen. Now, the difference between just being healed, if you come to me and says, you know, I've got a problem with my right lung. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for your healing. And you get healed, your lung is, is healed. But if you look at a lot of times when Jesus did miracles, he didn't only say be healed. He says, be made whole. And God says, you know something? I want you to begin to trust God for pastor. Not just that he's going to be healed from what he's... But I want you to begin to trust God for his wholeness. And he wants each one of you to begin to... Every time something happens to me, I don't only say God, he, I begin to pray, God, I want to be healed and whole. Amen? So we see there two scriptures... That you need to arm yourself with. Walk around with it every time somebody, I don't care. When the thought comes, you jump in with that. Now, the next part, and under this, I called we're here. The next part I want to look at is speak the word. Now, this is something we've discussed many times, right? Speak the word. Why is it important to speak the word? And in case you have not, uh, or in case you don't remember, we looked at whose image and whose likeness we were created in, right? Not only that, but God not only created us in his image and likeness, but he gave us 
some of its characteristics. The last message, I end with this, the deposit. The greatest deposit that God has given to us from himself is his authority. The greatest deposit. It is so powerful, the authority and power God gave us, that when Adam and Eve messed it up, immediately the plan was put in place to restore that authority with Christ. Christ says, because of the first Adam, you lost all of this. But I am now the second Adam, and I am coming to put you back to your rightful place of authority on this earth. Amen? Amen? So God has given us this right of authority and power. Now, when I closed out, I said this statement, you cannot have authority without power. Anybody on this earth that's got any kind of authority, they have it because they have the power to back it up. Amen? The police is not the police unless they have something to back up what they're talking about. Amen? You know what I mean? You ever seen these guys that the kids call RoboCop and you go to the mall and there's this mall guy is like he's got no gun, he's got nothing, you know, and people just... <laughs> yes, no respect. Why? Because they know he may have a little power, but he's got no authority. Why? He's got no power to back up his authority. Right? It's like, man, you don't even have a gun. Some of these security guards, they give them a, a pepper spray. You know, what? How are you going to defend yourself with a bottle of pepper spray with guys with guns and knives and all that? What? You've got to have enough firepower that is greater than what is coming at you. So to have the authority that God has given to us, he says... The reason you have this authority is because I am all-powerful and I have got your back. All power. Now, two scriptures about speaking. John 6.63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. This was Jesus speaking. Amen? Here's what he told him. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That last part. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, one I did not give to her, but uh, John fifteen seven, a verse we all know. If ye abiding me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask whatsoever she will, and it shall be done unto, there it is, unto you. Now, watch this. So now if Christ says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and life, and then he turns right around and says, if you're abiding in me, and these words that are what? Spirit and life, if they abide in you, you will ask what you will. You know, oftentimes, the enemy tries to get us to water down God's word. In this situation, I want you, Gospel Temple, all this week, and begin to watch for the enemies suddenly trying to water down God's word by saying stuff like, yeah, how is Pastor? Well, they say he ain't doing too well, but I want y'all to... You just spoke something right there that is not so. You hear what I'm saying? 
When somebody killed, how is he doing? Well, the last report was, the doctor said, he's, he ain't all the water yet. You know, he, he's doing kind of, we just, and then we ended up, oh, just keep praying. Now, I'm not here to beat you down, folks. I'm here to show you how, as Christians, we live. So your response now has got to be of not what should be, but what is. How is he doing? He is healed and whole in the name of Jesus. Why? Now, here's something. You make a say, well, here's what the doctor says. But that's what the doctor said. But whose report do we believe? We don't believe the doctor. Right there, he says, the words he speaks, they're spirit and life. And because his word now dwells inside of me, the words I speak are spirit and life. So you've got to be very cognitive of these things. It sounds nice. Amen? How is he doing? Oh, oh the doc, he, he's at 60% now. He's coming up. Keep on praying with him. No. We've prayed. We have touched heaven. We have spoken over him. Amen? So I want us to begin to practice that. How is he doing? Because every time you speak the words that are life, it now attaches itself to pastor. Every time you speak. Not only that, the Bible says the angels are committed and honored to perform in whose word? God's word. Every time you speak, how is he doing? Pastor is healed in the name of Jesus. Boom! Immediately, you've tapped into the kingdom of heaven. And things must happen when we tap into the kingdom of heaven. This isn't no hocus-pocus kind of gospel. This is God's word. And it is so important. I said it before, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed. We destroy ourselves because what we don't know. Why? Because we've been doing church as usual for years. I've been in church 80 years. And all I've ever heard about, you know, nobody ever taught me. Well, now you know. Now you know. Do not go back. This is the thing the Holy Spirit began telling me. Look, you guys are in this fight. But people don't really understand how powerful it is that I've called you to win. Why? Because we're supposed to be representatives of Christ, right? Now, tell, I, I want you to wrap your mind around this. If we're supposed to be representatives of Christ, then we can't do what everybody else in the world is doing. Why? Because Christ says the things that attack folks and successfully overcome them, they are not permitted. Amen. I'm going to say it again. They are not permitted to overcome you once you understand who you are. The only way the devil overcomes you is when you allow him. Amen. He tricks you. Anybody, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it until Christ returns. A Christian that understands who he is, the enemy will not be able to touch you. He may come, but when he comes one way, the Bible says he's going to run from you seven different ways. He says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee, not walk away, but he's going to run from you in terror. 
Aren't you ready to start causing some terror in the kingdom of darkness? To be the one when stuff goes down, folks calling you, why? When they give you that call, the first thing, the Spirit of God begins to quicken you and say, okay, another fight, another win. Somebody says, the greater the battle, the greater the victory. Amen. Every single thing you encounter, God, another fight of my life, another big victory. Amen. And you step into it with that mindset. Now, we're here. Speak the, God, speak the word of God. Now, third subheading. Why should we do this? God fights for us. I'm going to let you look at that and let it sink into your soul and spirit. Let, 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 it, let it marinate. God fights for us. I didn't say the president. I didn't say the mayor of Florence fights for us. I didn't say the American uh, U.S. military fights for us. Those things are great and powerful. I said, God fights for us. Amen? Now, you've got to look at people. Most times, when you study great militaries, you can go all the way back from the Romans to Alexander the Great and the Phoenicians and great armies. When they reached that status of being able to cause fear wherever they went, and they marched in or rolled up in a city, they walked in with that kind of a presence. It wasn't like... <laughs> when great arms, when the Romans marched on you, they marched on you. Amen? Just the plain terror of knowing that they were coming caused a lot of people to crumble. And they walked in, they walked, we are Romans, you know? That is the way people who understand the authority and the power that's backing them. Now, I'm going to say it one more time. God fights for us. Yeah. Amen? That means we don't walk in the situation all scared like, oh, Father God, let's not say this hallelujah. But we understand, God, you're fighting for us. We sing this song. God is fighting for us. He's on our side. Amen? So now, let's look at two verses that's just going to... Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I need everybody to read that last part together. Go ahead, read it. Okay, let's pause for a second. The Lord delivered them out of some of them. God delivers them out of the ones that are not so big, like cancer and sickness. He delivers them from a little headache. He says, the Lord delivereth him out of them all. God has got a 100% win-win battle record. Amen. You know, you have a boxer when they get into ring and it says his record is, you know, 34-1. He's got 34 knockouts and one loss. And on the right corner, you got the man with the green trunks and he's got to. God, when he gets it, a 100% fights, 100% win. How many? We don't know how many battles he's fought, but all of them, he's always won. Amen. Amen. 
So that's who's fighting for us. Now, the next verse, Psalms 23, the 23rd Psalm. A, a, a popular one, right? Lots of unbelievers, children, some atheists. People know this scripture, right? I want to show you what God showed me about this very popular. I love it when the Holy Spirit takes me inside of something that we say. Because remember, Jesus said this. He says, the devil even knows the word. Right? He knows it. So knowing or, or quoting a scripture doesn't make you anything special. I don't memorize the word of God just to say, you know what? I could memorize God's word. No, it means nothing. But you've got to understand what it is you're reading. And you've got to take it from here to here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Take it right here. I'm sorry. I'm beat up the mic. Now watch this. Y'all ready? All right, let's do this. The Lord is my shepherd, as shall not want. Amen? Okay. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Okay, we're cruising, doing nice. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Remember, I preached on for his name's sake a couple. So he's doing all this for his name. In this relationship with God, you know, we're in a relationship. All the other religions of the world has to do with this deity and you do, I say. Christianity, the only religion where it has to do with our relationship, a daily relationship. So he says, I'm going to do all this in your life because of my name. If you, you and I are in this relationship, I've got to do my part to uphold my name in this relationship. All right, let's read on. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Pause there for a second. A few years ago, I was praying, and I got to that part, and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to pause for a second, marinate on this for a second. I said, okay, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. Okay, I will fear no evil. And the Spirit of God said, I want you to think about a shadow. Pastor alluded to it a couple of weeks ago. He says, to be under someone's shadow, you got to be pretty much close to them. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to think further. For there to be a shadow, they have got to be light. And the Spirit of God says, even when you're in the valley of the shadow of death as it's looming, guess where I am? I'm right there on the other side watching. I'm the one giving off the light. He says, I just allow death to be hovering by, but I am never far away to show you I am right here. And even though he comes in between to cast that shadow on you, he says, thou art with me. He says, I will fear no evil. So anytime death or anything cast a shadow, guess what? The light is right there on the other side. God is always there. That's why we could fear not. That's why we spend the last two Sundays looking at why we should not fear. Why? God is fighting for us. And even in the roughest of times, he says, I am right there. Right there with you. Amen. Now, he says, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Hallelujah. Last verse. Surely, goodness and mercy shall do what? Follow. Now, pause there for a second. I had a friend a while back. You know you have people who are always chasing revivals. Like every time there's a conference, you hear he's on conference, I got to go. You heard uh, Billy Blast is going to be down in Columbia. I got to go. You heard uh, Oscar Blue is down in Charleston. He's a revival. I got to be there. And the Spirit of God says, now, I said there, surely and goodness is going to be doing what? He said, nothing about you chasing. He says, the same Spirit that's working in these folks, if you knew what they knew, it works in your life too. Amen. God didn't create anybody. Well, I'm especially make you powerful. He says, I've given to everyone the measure of faith. It's up to you to grow that faith. Guess what? We're in a perfect growth opportunity. You know, I'm trying to bite my tongue. You know what? Oh, I'm going to tell you anyway. In an opportunity of tough times, think about the body. This is something as the Holy Spirit gave me. I was, I was working out. Even in the midst of my workout, he'll speak. He says, now, what you're doing right now, right, is going to make you strong. How it makes you strong. Peter, James says, count it all joy when we enter into all kind of diverse temptation or trials. Knowing that the trial worketh patience and patience worketh so and so forth. And he says at the end, it's going to make you entire and complete, wanting nothing, right? Physically, when you're working out, what you actually do is break down the muscles in your body. Adversity comes in your life, it feels like it's breaking you down spiritually. Come on, right? When I received that call, I felt, oh, man, no. So it breaks you down physically, but here's what the body does. What makes a person become bigger and stronger every time the body at, at, at experience adverse circumstances that breaks it down? The body rebuilds itself stronger to overcome the last object. When we face obstacles, instead of crying about it and saying, oh God, why me? We've got to submit a second, God. All you're doing is taking me to the gym. Another opportunity to break down this... The, this side, guess what? Because you want to rebuild me stronger than what I was before. So every single obstacle that comes in your life, see it as a building opportunity. When he says, take me from glory to glory, that means the things that overcome you last week or overcame you last week, when you enter into God's gym, guess what? You're going to walk back in the next week and say, guess what? I've been working out this week. <laughs> the Spirit of God took me to the gym and worked me out. Yeah, devil, you thought you were breaking me down, but guess what? God had a plan. I am now rebuilt and restored in the name of Jesus, and you speak the word of God. So he says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So surely goodness and mercy should be following you. All the days of your life. Amen? 
ever so often look back. Look for it. If you don't see it, ask God. God, you, you know, your servant David says, goodness and mercy needs to be following me. So wherever I've been, wherever, hallelujah, come on, folks. Wherever I have had something to do with it, I should leave my mark of goodness and mercy on it. Wherever, on your job, on your home, on your community. Too often times we are worried about leaving some other mark. We want our name in light. So who wants to be popular? Who wants to be? And God is saying, listen, you put me out there. I'll take care of everything else. Amen. So God fights first. Now, the last part I want to bring is in. We must praise God. Like I said, I'm just touching on some of these this morning. We're going to close. But later on, I'm going to come back and preach in depth on praise. Because it is such a powerful thing. I wrote here, while I was seeking God this morning, it says, Praise confuses, disarms, and cripples the kingdom of darkness. Whilst bringing God's manifested presence into your midst. Let me explain. The Bible says he inhabited the praises of his people, right? That means he lived there. Then you begin to think about it. God is everywhere, isn't he? He's here right now. Even while you're going through the worst of situations, he's there. He's all over. He's omnipresent. But then why it says, well, God, if you're everywhere and it says you inhabit the praises, well, what's the difference? The difference is in one case is he's just there. The other's... <laughs> One is like, I'm here, but then it's like, I'm here. When you begin to praise God, God says, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you, that, that, yeah I am here. I am here ready to do battle on your behalf. And when I say battle, I don't mean God got to go in there and scuffle. And, no, no, none of that. We speak the word and it happens. Last scripture. This is one I was looking at this morning. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14. We're going to bring it in on this scripture. I told you I love scriptures. I love it when I'm reading something I've read all my life and the Holy Spirit shows me something. Now this morning, I was reading this. And it says, now thanks be unto God. This is Paul writing. He says, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. And maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. How many of you heard this scripture before? Don't be afraid. Okay. All right. So maybe it's not as popular. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. Now, I've read this verse many times before. And I've said it something like this. Thanks be unto God, who causes us? But the scripture, Paul says, now thanks be unto God, which causes us to triumph. When we operate in a mode of thanksgiving, it causes us <laughs> to triumph. All he didn't say who. He says, which, as children of God, when you realize how powerful your praise and thanks is, 
Look at David. I spoke about that the last time. Everybody else fussing and griping and running. David, the first thing, he spoke. He spoke the word of God. He spoke what he knew to be true. We have got to develop a life of praise and thanks. Listen. I'm going to make this statement, and I dare you to, to prove it. There will never be a Christian that is powerful and successful unless there's someone that learned how to praise God. Do all the research. Look at the great men and women of God who have done mighty things, and you're going to see all of them knew how to praise God and didn't mind praising God about it. Amen? You've got, listen, I understand different ones of us are different. Not everybody's vocal. Some are quiet. But listen, praise is something you need to learn how to do. I don't care if you start small, begin, something happened. Thank you, God. Thank you. Begin to make it audible. Something goes seemingly wrong. You notice I said seemingly because uh, the, the scripture says all things work it together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So when you're walking in the purpose of God, even though things may come at you that might not seem so pleasant, you praise based on the word of God. Amen? You don't praise based on the physical or the appearance or the seeing circumstance. You praise based on what faith says. Faith says God has already fixed the situation to work together for my good. Oftentimes the enemy tells you, you're praising because of the situation. No, I'm not praising for what it looks like. I'm praising God because I know what is. Amen? Amen. I told you I'm going to be short this morning. I want to be short, and I'm closing my book, because I want us to end this service and just praise and thanks unto God. I just... For some of you who have, who this is going to be a challenge, it's okay. We got your back. I want us to practice this. We're going to close this service out this morning. We're just going to praise God. I want you to begin to thank God for the complete, total healing of Pastor Tim. Not only that, any situation in your life that you've been trusting God for, I want you to verbalize it. Remember now, we looked at the scripture, the words that Christ spoke, spirit and life. That word, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, the same words, that means you could speak now the spirit and life. So we're going to close out this service and we, now if the devil thought he was messed up before, he's getting better to be messed up even more. Amen. We're getting ready to confuse, confound, disarm every single thing the enemy has planned. Amen. And you know something else? <laughs> I don't want us to do this blindly. I want you all this week long to be looking for it. Amen. Look for the enemy coming down. Amen. Hallelujah. You all ready? Come on. Hallelujah. Stand on up. There's a song that we learned at the, script, at the conference, and I think we sang it here during Ignite. It says... This is how I fight my battles. 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 And it goes like this. I'm surrounded, but no. Um, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Here's one, Holy Spirit, give me. 
It may look like I'm not favored, but I am favored by you. Yeah. It may look like I'm not favored, but I am favored. All right, so now we're going to come back to that. Everybody, on the count of three, I just want you to burst into audible praise. Amen? Y'all ready? You ready to do this? Come on, let's do this. One, two, three. Come on. Begin to thank God. Come on. All over the place. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah.